Well, I just heard from the principal that the preacher better be short today, uh, especially next service. Got the message. Thank you very much. Um, but uh, we're going to have a good time here in the next few minutes so we can relax a little bit for this service. But this is a great day. It's a great day for you as high school graduates. It's a great day for your families because this is really uh, one of your milestones in life. It's a celebration of the accomplishment that you've made over this season of years. And it's a day truly to celebrate. And I just want to thank those of you who went on the video and shared a little bit about what Redeemer has meant to you. Because that's what we wanted to do as a church, is to really provide a foundation of faith for you that you could use to then grow and build on for this next chapter of your life. Because the journey with Christ, you see, it has milestones along the way, but it's a lifelong journey of faith. We want you to continue to grow in your faith even as you take these next steps, even as you step into what it is that God has for you next. The, light, the journey of faith is this lifelong exploration of following him and learning to live into that relationship with Jesus Christ, following him and learning to be more like him. And that's what our series of messages have been in this month of May. It's been talking about faith. What does it mean to not just know about God? What, what does it mean to live out our faith, especially in the big decisions of life? How do we apply faith to those big decisions that we are encountered with in the various chapters of our life? And so we started out the series by talking about faith that risks. Stepping into the life of faith is about risking. It's about being able to step into something, even if you aren't quite sure exactly how it's going to turn out. And so we've been using this illustration about water skiing. It was really important to my family growing up as we had a cabin up north, and all five of us kids, we learned how to water ski. And so I've been using that as an illustration that sometimes you just have to get in the water and learn how to do something. Whether it's skiing or, or stepping into your new career or whatever it is, you have to just learn what it means to push through those fears and to embrace what the next step is. Last week we talked about a faith that waits. Sometimes in the journey of faith, we're going to have to wait. We're going to have to go through seasons of waiting. And we're trying to ask, God, what do you have for me next? And sometimes in those prayers, they don't get answered right away. It's kind of like the driver of the boat. As a skier, you have to trust the driver that they're going to know exactly when to punch that to be able to get you out of the water. And sometimes the driver can see obstacles that you can't see in the water. And so too, Jesus is the one who helps us to learn in seasons of waiting to draw closer to him and to learn that patience and that trust. So this morning I want to uh, end the series by talking about a faith that dreams. A faith that dreams. God, I believe, has given each one of us dreams, but sometimes we let dream blockers get in the way. So how do we find and live out God's dreams in our life? So let's pray as we get started this morning. Lord Jesus, thank you for your word. Thank you for calling us together in this time and place, this day of celebration. Lord, I just pray that your Holy Spirit might move in our hearts and in our lives, that we might hear your message for each one of us. This we ask in the name of Christ. Amen. Well, how many of you remember some dreams that you have at night? You remember some? How many of you, yeah, not so much? Every once in a while I remember a dream and it doesn't make sense. There's people and places together that don't really usually go together and it's really hard in the morning to figure out what that meant. 
Research have, have actually said that people remember about 50%, that some people remember about 50% of their dreams, and some people, about the other 50%, hardly remember dreams at all. We all dream. But a lot of those um, things don't get into our memory and they just float away as we wake up. But throughout scripture, there's numerous times where God actually speaks through dreams or through visions. I think about the Old Testament um, in Joseph in Genesis. He actually has a dream that all of his brothers will one day bow down before him. And he's, he's almost the youngest of the 12. Okay? He's, he's number 11 out of 12. That really shouldn't happen. But God was giving him a vision for the future. And then later, there was a dream that the pharaoh of Egypt, he saw that there were these seven healthy cows, and they got eaten up by all these ugly, lean cows. And he was trying to understand what that meant. And Joseph began to interpret that dream and help them to understand there was going to be a famine in their land and to prepare for it. Now, that's a lot of pressure to put on remembering a dream, don't you think? Um, but it was a way that God was speaking in their lives. And the reality is that God still puts dreams on our heart. They might not come to us in the middle of the night, but I think that God puts a dream on our heart as we seek him in prayer. As we go before him and we let God begin to help us understand what he would have for our lives. And so I want to just give us quickly this morning just three ways that faith allows us to awaken God's dreams in our life. And the first is this, by faith I find God's dream. By faith we find God's dream. I was thinking about one of my favorite verses, Jeremiah 29, 11. You've heard this verse before, um, but it's often quoted in a newborn's room or on a cross that we give to a little child. You'll see it up there in the screen, stream. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. And then you will call on me and you will come and pray to me. And what? I will listen to you. And you will seek me and you will find me when you seek me, what? With all of your heart. And parents and grandparents, you have these big dreams for that little one when you first hold them in your arms, don't you? And you think about all that you want for that little child, and you want them to grow up to know Jesus and to love him and, and to graduate from high school and to be able to go on to college and have a great career and maybe a family someday. And those dreams that we have as we hold those little babies, we can hardly believe, right, that they've grown up to graduate today. But as much as you have dreams for your young ones, God says, I even have better or more dreams for them. God says, I have dreams for you. I put a dream in your heart that you might be one who helps change the world. That you might be one who is an agent of hope and love, that you might receive my love and then be able to give it away to other people. And God begins to put dreams on your heart with the gifts and the talents and the skills that he's given you. And I love this um, next uh, sentence there. You'll see it up on the screen. Finding God's dream for your life is a place where God's purpose intersects with your passion. It's a place where God's purpose intersects with your passion and what you love to do. And that dream that God begins to put on your heart is that thing that you think about all the time. The talents and the gifts and the skills that God has given you and how they intersect with what God wants to do in this world. What do you want to see or to happen in this community more than anything else? What needs could we meet? What dreams do you have for our congregation? 
And graduates, I want to just say, just as Sue said, keep asking those questions. Lord, what would you have me to do with my life? How would you have me to live? How can I live according to your standards? And dream big. Just like you already have, you want to live into those dreams. This is what I think God is asking me to do. This is what I want to study. This is what God has called me to do in my life. And don't let fear limit that dream. Don't let fear limit that dream. Do it. Apply for the scholarship and take the test and reach for that career goal or whatever it is. What big dream is God placing on your heart and life that's exciting and energizing for you? It starts there. It starts with that dream. It starts with that hope. It starts with that vision. As we find how God's purpose intersects with our passion. And then, by faith, we have to focus on that dream. We have to first find out what that dream is, and then you have to focus on God's dream. And as we're using this illustration of water skiing, being in the water, holding tightly to that rope as you learn how to ski, you have to really focus on the driver. As I mentioned last week, if you're not paying attention, if you're looking around this way or checking out this thing, you're going to miss it when the boat goes and you're going to let go of that rope. In order to get up and to ski, you have to be centered and focused on that driver of the boat so that you can get up at the proper time. And so, too, we have to be able to take some time to really think about what this dream is. And sometimes we can get really excited about an idea, or we can get fired up to do something, and then the excitement just sort of fades away because we get too busy. We get too busy. And then we just go doing the same things in life or the same things in the church because we don't take the time to dream. But for all of us, no matter what age we are, the life of faith requires taking time to dream, to think about what could be. What could be in this situation? What could be in my family? What could be at my work? And I think if we're really honest, in the midst of the stress of this pandemic, it's been really hard to dream. It's been really hard to dream in the last year. It feels like we've just been in survival mode for so long. We're just trying to get to the next week, and we're just trying to get to the next week. And it's been difficult to think ahead or even to plan ahead or to think of what could be. But it's important to remember that that's what Jesus, or, and that's what God calls us to do. These uh, verses here in Jeremiah, we have to remember that they were written to a people experiencing a really hard time. They were written to people who, had, who were in exile. Their, their city of Jerusalem had been conquered. They had been taken off to Babylon. They had been separated sometimes from their families. They had been separated from their place of worship. They were trying to live out their faith in a very foreign culture. And even in the midst of that time, he reminds the people, I have plans for you. I have dreams for you. And continuing in verse 14, it says, I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and I will bring you back from captivity. And I will gather you from all the nations and the places where I have sent you, declares the Lord, and will bring you to the place, back to the place from which I carried you into exile. And so God is giving you, students, a dream to follow. But we need to, you need to always focus on that dream and not to get distracted by all the other things of life. Keep living into what God has called you to do and to be. Because God sees our life from a bigger and broader perspective. And the life of faith includes taking time to dream again. 
as hopefully we can get a little reprieve from this pandemic. Think about what could be. What could be for your life? What could be for your family? What could be for our church? What could be for our children and our youth? We have to find God's dream. We have to focus on God's dream. And by faith, then we live into or we fulfill God's dream. What would it take to accomplish that dream that God has placed on your heart? What would it take to accomplish the dream that God has for our congregation? Sometimes it's dream blockers that get in the way. We can, we can be blocked by fear. Well, I just, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I have what it takes to pursue this. Sometimes we can get, have a dream blocker where we just get busy and we lose our focus. And another dream blocker is the response of other people. Are other people going to encourage our dream and help us or are they going to squash it? Sometimes the response of others makes all the difference. I was thinking of an example of this and I was thinking back uh, to music. Music was almost a deal breaker when I met my husband Paul. I have to tell you. We were on our second date and we were in the car and he was listening to classical music. Seriously? You listen to classical music in the car? I'm not sure exactly. I come from a family of boys, and if it didn't have the NFL theme song in it, like, it really wasn't music, okay? Like, I don't listen to classical music. And so, you know, we pushed through, and 20 years later, here we are. But I remember not too long ago, one day after a really long day, it was about a half hour before bed, and my husband said, you know, before we go to bed, I want you to watch this YouTube video. It's about 20 minutes long, and it's about a classical piece of music. And I'm like, seriously? Um, I'm going to fall asleep. He said, no, no, this is really good. And so we did, and we listened to it. And I have to tell you, this composer, he was just really engaging, and he, he described this piece of music by Chopin and, and, and the movements and what the, what the writer was trying to do, and it was so engaging, I stayed awake. And it was really fun at the end of it where he began to conduct this piece with the musicians. I have to tell you, I got tears in my eyes because this piece of music was so beautiful once I understood what it was trying to communicate. And he said, here's a leadership point that we can take out of this. He said, as a conductor, I'm up there and I'm moving my hands, I'm doing these motions, and I don't have the power to make a sound. It is the musicians that I conduct that come together to make the music beautiful and to make the music touching. He said, it's my job as the conductor to make the eyes of those musicians in front of me shine. Because if their eyes are shining as they look at me, their music will be beautiful and it will accomplish what we are called to do. And he said, if I see them out there and they're not shining and their, eye and their brows are all twitching and stuff, he says, I'm not accomplishing what we need to do and I have to figure out why. Because it's my job as the conductor to make their eyes shine. And I thought about that for each and every one of us. When you look around at your children and your grandchildren these days, are their eyes shining? As you think about your coworkers that you're with, are their eyes shining? If you think about the people that you're responsible for, are their eyes shining? Because you see, all of us, we have the power to be a dream builder or a dream blocker for others. 
We have the power to be a dream builder or a dream blocker. And as we celebrate the accomplishments of these students today, look in their eyes because you and I have the power to make them shine or to make the fire go out by how we respond to them. We have no idea what these young people are going to do and the impact that they're going to have on our world. But the young people in our lives and the young people in our families and the young people in our congregation are so very, very important. And you and I have the power to make their eyes shine by how we respond to them by encouraging them in their dreams, by helping them to articulate what it is that God's called them to do by being good listeners and to encourage them in every way that we can. Following God's dream, it takes faith. And if something is is God's dream, it's going to be bigger perhaps than what you can do on your own with your own talents or skills. It's going to require faith. It's going to require God being with you. And the enemy is going to do everything he can to distract you from that dream, to move you in another direction, to squash that dream. We need people around us, the body of Christ, to help you to live into that dream so that others will be impacted for Jesus Christ by what you do. And so many Christians, sometimes we just take the easy road because it's comfortable and we don't have to risk or we don't have to get out of our comfort zone. But you have to believe that God has our very best interest in mind and if we've gotten off course, there's always another on-ramp. But don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to follow that dream because anything is possible with God. We're going to conclude with uh, Hebrews 11.1. One. We've been talking about it each message of this series. Remember this about faith. Faith is a confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. So what is the dream on your heart? What's a dream on your heart? What's God asking you to do? Find that dream and focus on that dream and fulfill that dream. Because there may be days where you feel like quitting. And there are days when it gets really hard. And you have to continue to push through that and to do that because God has asked you to. So start that near career path or lead a small group or work with children or find a place to serve. And keep going. Keep holding on to Jesus and run with endurance the race that God has set before you. When your passion intersects with God's purpose, there is no stopping what God can do. So take time to dream. What could be? What is God asking you to do? Be a dream builder for others, not a dream blocker. Because God honors those dreams and what he puts on our hearts. So hold on and never let go. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the opportunity that we have today to invest in the young people around us. And Lord, I pray that those dreams on their heart, Lord, that you would just allow those to live deep within them and that you'd help them to pursue them with all that they are. And the days when it gets hard and the days that they get tired and the days that they want to quit or the days that they get distracted, Lord, that we would come alongside of them and help them to continue to focus on what it is that you've called them to do and to be. And Lord, for all of us, as we're kind of trying to move uh, through these pandemic times, Lord, that you'd help us to dream again what could be 
for our family and for our workplace and for those that we encounter and for our congregation. That you would lead us forward one step at a time. That we might follow after you, Lord, with all of our hearts. Thanks, Lord. In the name of Christ we pray. Amen.